It's already been good to be here. It has. I kind of got a... You know, sometimes you have those like really happy messages and you're like, yeah, I'm excited about preaching this, you know. Um, but God is, has given me a proclamation to make. He has given me a decree this morning. So if you'll turn to Ezekiel 33, 1 through 9, and we're going to be going through the Word of God, and um, we've got a bunch of Bible verses to cover. So, so Ezekiel 33, 1 through 9. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take, and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he hath taken warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any persons away from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore... Thou shalt hear the word of thy mouth, and warn them from me, when I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn turn from it, if he, if he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for visiting with us this morning. And now, Holy Spirit, would you just anoint me, speak through me, just flow through me, just let me speak exactly what you would have me to say, what thus saith the Lord. Go with us now, forgive us in that where we fail you, where we've come short. Help us to never quench the Spirit of God in this place. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Ezekiel was a priest. During this time of the Jews were, were removed from their homeland, God raised up a prophet at that time to speak for him and to speak to the people. They were in captivity. They were in Babylon. And God was calling him to stand in this office to, to, to proclaim His Word. To stand in the office of a prophet. Ezekiel's ministry as a prophet to that of a watchman. To give instruction. And a warning from God that was expected to pass it on to the people. And so that's what he was doing. He was passing on the warning that God was speaking to him and passing it on to the people. And so, an ancient city without a wall was wide open. It was wide open for attack from the enemy. If there was no wall, then the enemy could just come right in. And so a city with a wall, 
it had protection. And so, and then also there was watchmen that were on the walls. And so those watchmen were to see, were to look out and they were to see if there was any danger. And not just a military attack, but also what about the crops in the fields? What about, that would be, you know, what would sustain you throughout the year because you would have crops and you would have all these things, but if robbers or enemies were to come along and steal your crops, then you wouldn't have enough food, you wouldn't have enough nourishment to get you through the winter until the next spring and then until the harvest. And so these watchmen were very critical because they were watching to see what would happen, to see where the enemy was, to see if they could see him coming, and to see... And so, 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 says, you, ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. And so, it's very crucial that we as God's people, as we as the children of God, that we are watching that we are watching where the enemy's at. That we have our eyes open. That we have eyes to see and ears to hear what saith the Lord as He is speaking. And so, Matthew 26 and 40 says, And He cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The night hour was near. And so here it was, he was with these disciples, and isn't it amazing how that they could stay up all night and fish? But they couldn't stay up all night and pray. How many times do we do the same things? We, we can stay up all night and do all these other activities, but when God's calling us saying, I want you to spend time in prayer, I want you to spend time in your Word, and then how many times do we, we fall asleep? And so, being watchful, being alert, being awake. And then finally he says, sleep on. <laughs> sleep on. And sometimes you've got to tell people, just sleep on. And so, but we have an enemy. You see, we have an enemy that is out to devour you. He's out to take your family. He's out to destroy your home. He's out to wreak havoc all over your life. That's why 1 Peter 5 and 8 says that to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil seeks like a roaring lion whom he may devour. So a, wor a watchman is somebody that keeps watch over a specific area. You fathers have been called to be watchmen of your home. I've been called to be the watchman here. You've been called to be watchmen in, in wherever in your specific area, wherever that your sphere of influence is, that's where you've been called to be a watchman. And we all are influencers in some way or another, either to the good or to the bad, that we're influencing people around us. And so the word watch means to be, vi to be vigilant, wake, to be watchful. Ezekiel 3.16 
It says, And it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speaking to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at that hand. Yet, if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man, this is Ezekiel 3.20, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness, and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. No man makes another man a watchman. God sets the watchman. God appoints the watchman over. And so, some of the key duties of a watchman is the key is to intercede, to pray. And so, means to position oneself between two entities. You are interceding on behalf of one of the entities. And so, the intercessory watchman sees into the distance to observe what is happening and lean forward in prayer to God. Sometimes they see with eyes of discernment. And they discern what's coming. Ezekiel 22.30 says, And I sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge, that would stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. He's saying... I was looking for somebody to stand in the gap, but I didn't find none. America needs men and women to stand in the gap. Look at where we're at. We need watchmen on the walls that's interceding, that's standing in the gap for our country. So God is still searching for people. Watchmen are frontline soldiers. They go to the front of the line. They're not cowering to the back and watching everybody else. So they go to the front of the line. A watchman is one who is uniquely equipped by God to see. He's equipped to see what others do not see. He has a unique capacity when the enemy is coming. At times the enemy comes disguised, but a watchman is very alert and blows the trumpet and gives a sound so that people can be warned. Think about it. It says that they would sound the trumpet. And whenever you, you go into, um, and you look at that, in the Hebrew, it's actually the shofar. And so I asked Christy, because I can't, I've tried to blow the shofar horn so that you could see what it sounded like, but I mean, my face turns redder than it already is, and I'm like, and she was horse laughing at me one night when I was trying to blow a thing. And she's like, you got to do this, you got to, I'm like, I can't do it. So blow it so they can see. This is what it would sound like. Amen. The warning. The warning that an enemy is coming close. A warning. Now, do you think it was always convenient when people were sleeping that the watchman had to blow the trumpet, had to blow the shofar. 
It wasn't always when there was be when people are asleep. Maybe when weddings are going on. Maybe when there's other activities going on. But the watchman had to blow the trumpet when they seen danger and seen an enemy or whatever that was coming against them because they were more concerned about the people. So, a watchman blows the trumpet. Matthew 13, 16, 17 says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and to hear these things which you hear, and have not heard them. God's watchman hears the Lord. They hear the voice of the Lord. And they hear Him speak. Habakkuk 2 and 1 says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what He will say unto me and what I shall answer thee, I am reproved. They wait upon the Lord. They don't get hasty. They don't jump. They wait on the Lord. They're patient. A watchman writes down what the Lord is revealing both for reflection and for future action because God speaks to the watchman. We have discernment like, uh, something is not right. Right? And we know something's coming. And and we discern those things. And so and so they're they're writing it down. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that you may run that readeth it. That's Habakkuk two and two. So write the vision down. Write down what God's showing you. He's still speaking today. We're just not listening. How many, all through God's Word, He that has ears, let him hear what thus saith the Lord. Because we're, we're listening to all these other voices instead of the Lord's voice. A watchman is an evangelist. Mark 16 and 15, it says, And he said to them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. They're sharing the gospel. They're preaching it. A watchman wrestles. They, they wrestle with God on behalf of the people. They make intercession. You know, whenever you are in conversation with God, you are praying. And if anybody knows what it's like to be interceding and to be wrestling with the Lord on behalf of things or behalf of people, sickness, situations... All these different things. But you also wrestle with the enemy. You also take up warfare against the devil. And so, it's wrestling. Isaiah 62 and 6 says, I have set watchmen upon the walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, day or night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. <laughs> Me. <laughs> which shall never hold their peace day or night. That make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give Him no rest till He establish, until He make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Daniel was a watchman. He wrestled with the prince of Persia in prayer. 
Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. A watchman warns when necessary at the prompting of the Lord. They're responsible to issue the warnings. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why? Because they fear the Lord. They're like, I've got to say this because the Lord is telling me to, and I'm going to do this because I'm going to be obedient. If you were to be in a city and the watchman was on the wall, what would you want him? How would you want him to be? Because your family's in there, right? Everything you love is there. Your kids, everything that death can't take away and that money can't buy, those things are what's important. So you want somebody that's spiritually sensitive. Must be able to stay awake and alert. And alert. You don't want somebody sleeping on the job. A selfless person. A watchman must be willing to sacrifice his needs for the sake of others' safety. Love is his motivation. Another qualification of a watchman is having love for the people. He loves the people inside the wall. Trustworthy, dependable. Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. Somebody that's faithful, they abound with blessings. Matthew 25 and 21, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Trustworthy and faithful. Understanding assignment. I've got to be faithful to this assignment. It may not be the funnest, but you realize you've got to be faithful to it. Availability, focused, a discerning person. First Chronicles twelve thirty two says the sons of Issachar, they they were able to discern the times for the children of Israel. They had discernment. Sober person, a sober mind means dwelling in God's presence, turning our minds away from the things that make us stumble, and turning toward Him instead. It means thinking deeply about our faith and who we are as people before God. 1 Peter 1 and 13 says, Wherefore, gird up your loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end of the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Be sober, be vigilant, because our adversary the devil is seeking about like a, like a roaring lion whom he may devour. Must be prayerful. Ephesians 6.18 Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So he must be passionate about his assignment. Fast. Somebody that will fast. Somebody that will worship. Every watchman should be a worshiper in the presence of the Lord in worship. We must love the Word of God. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but thou shalt meditate thereon day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. 
For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Must be born again. Must be filled with the Spirit. A holy life. But as He which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in the manner of conversations. But it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. Must live a life of holiness. He's calling us up. He's calling us up. Must be doers of the Word. Not just hearers of the Word. Must follow the instructions of the Lord. James 1 and 22 says, But be you doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And so, must bear the fruit of the Spirit. Must be humble. Humble yourselves inside the Lord and He shall lift you up. Must have boldness. Proverbs 28 and 1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as lions. Being bold. Being bold for Him. Not worrying about what everybody else is thinking or how you're going to be perceived. It's proclaiming the truth of God regardless of what everybody else is doing. You've got to put on the whole armor of God. Must be persistent and not giving up. Esther 4.16 says, Go gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me and neither eat or drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise and so will I go unto the king which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. She did not care. She called a fast and she's like, I'm going. I'm going in here and she was persistent with it. So everyone is a watchman. We all have someone that we're to look out for. I mean, just think about that. God's entrusted you to be a watchman over the people that you influence. So being diligent, vigilant, and faithful. Others may be comfortable sleeping. They might take their sleeping bags up on the wall. I don't want them watching out for me. Are you watching? Are we watching? So I ask, where are the watchmen? Where are the watchmen that are to be to be proclaiming God's word? Where's the trumpet sounding whenever laws are getting passed that are that are aborting children? Laws that are lawless in the sight of God. I, I, we, the church has been silent. The watchmen have been silent. We wonder why we have chaos and pandemonium in the streets because judgment didn't first begin in the house of the Lord. People had to start getting away from the Lord and hearing the truth of God. And then you get hell on earth. That's what happens. Whenever we get away from the Lord, that's what happens. Isaiah 21 and 11 and 12 says, The burden of Damal, he calleth to me out of seer watchman. What of the night, watchman? What of the night? The watchman said, The morning cometh and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire ye, return, come. They wait for the dawn. They know is coming. They wait because whenever you're up all night and you're struggling and your eyes are getting heavy, you know... If anybody's ever been driving, you know when that sun starts coming up that you can stay awake. It, it becomes easier. I mean, I've had to do it before. And it's like, man, if I can just make it till that sun just starts coming up, 
I'll be okay, at least for a little while. (laughs) But when that dawn starts coming up, because you fought all through the tiredness, you fought all through your eyes getting sleepy, you fought through all these things. Well, why is it so important? Because harvest is soon coming. That means that Jesus is soon coming for His bride. And so watchmen need to be sounding the alarm in their families, in their homes. Look, we've got to get right with God. We've got to do these things because Jesus is soon coming for His bride. I want you to go with me. I want you to be ready. I don't want anybody to be left behind. So if you're under the sound of my voice and you're under the sphere of my influence, then please know that Jesus is coming. So I want to sound the alarm so that you know that when the rapture takes place and I'm out of here, I've saturated this crazy place with my absence and I'm gone, then you'll know that the Lord called me home and I'm with Him. And so... That's what. Because 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16 says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so it may look dark right now. But morning is about to break. Morning is about... Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. And so, the morning will be when our Savior takes us home. Will you be a faithful watchman? Will you be ready? Available and on guard when He comes. Matthew 25 and 5-13 through 13 says, While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. They knew that the bridegroom was coming. But it says, they slumbered and slept, and at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. They were slumbering and sleeping. Romans 13 and 1 says, And that, knowing the time that now is at It is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riding and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Knowing the time that now's it's high time to awake out of sleep. That's that's to God's people. That's who he's speaking to, to the church. Wake up. Wake up. We're slumbering and we're sleeping. And we're letting all these things happen under our watch. Matthew thirteen, another parable says the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept 
His enemy came and sowed tares among them, among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in my field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up. But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather you together first the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. So what happened is, is while he was sowing the good seed, the enemy came and sowed the tares. So while the wheat was being sown, then the enemy came because nobody was watching, because he was asleep. And so then the enemy came and he put those tares in that field. And then Jesus responds, he says, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. So that's our job. We are to sow good seed all across the land. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy has sowed them the enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. And the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of the kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the son of the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And so, I've tried to set all of this up to get to this point. Is because, all, I want you to think about this. So the harvest was coming. It was ripe into the harvest. And so, the harvest was good for the tares, and it was also good for the wheat. Because it was ready to be harvested. And so, what do we see going on in the world? We... We, as God's people right now, have been granted more religious freedoms and all these things than any other time for the, for the church. We really have. But also, is there not the tares? Is it also, do you not see in on the other hand? So you have the best of, you've got best of both worlds. It's the best of times, but it's the worst of times. Right? Do you see that? It's, 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 it's good for us, but it's also bad for us. And so, what happened is, is the enemies come in, he sowed those things, and, but we, lawlessness, a state in which there is widespread wrongdoing, disregard for rules and authority. And that lawlessness is used in, as iniquity. 1 Timothy 1 and 8 says, but we know that the law is good, and if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust." Matthew 24 and 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. 
But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. And Matthew seven twenty three says, And when I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity, you that work lawlessness. And you say, well, what are you getting to? I'm getting to that the watchmen need to start sounding the alarm because the harvest is at hand. We are getting so close to the coming of the Lord Jesus. And yet, in, in Revelation, when he talks about the reaper, how that he would take his sling in Revelations 14 and 14, think about that as he just harvests the world. Are you ready? Are you really ready? Are we ready to meet Him? Are we standing at our post? Are we working in the fields? He, Proverbs 10 and 5 says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. So are we out in the harvest? Are we causing shame to our Father because we're not in the field? Hebrews 10 and 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for our sins. And so what, I, what I'm afraid of and what I see and what I'm hearing is that there's all these people that are saying this is the new norm. People gathering around TV screens and people using, uh, you know, live things to um, using the Internet as a way of worship. Let me tell you, you know, and there's some people that are compromised and they can't come, but I'm talking about the people that are lazy. There's people that use things as excuses not just not to come, not to come to God's house. And we all know that's true, just like there's people that use excuses not to go to work. And so what is assembling ourselves together? The early church, they did not have necessarily these public places together, but they gathered in in houses. And they gathered. And so Paul was saying, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Although we're in this building, this building is not the church. We are the church. The people in here, we are the church. And so, as we gather, we become the church. And so, second, and so I cross-reference that to Second Thessalonians two and one says, "Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together, by by being together." And so, the Greek in that is a pay soon, okay. It's nineteen ninety-seven. It says complete collection, especially Christian meeting. Assembling together. So us coming together. And so let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there be a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Can you not see how things are just kind of getting set up for like a falling away? And all these different things to where people aren't ready. They're not, they're not listening to the voice of the Lord. Psalms 40.19 says, I have preached righteousness to the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. Preaching to the congregation, to the gathering. And so as I 
come to a close. We are the ecclesia of God. That's what we are. And it's the Greek word translated in the New Testament as church. It comes from ek meaning out from and to, meaning to call, and has to do with a group of people called out from one place into another. It is an assembly or a congregation. The ecclesia is the New Testament is a group of people that have been called out of the world and to God, and that it is the church. We are the ecclesia, a gathering of God's people. It is used over 116 times in the New Testament, the ecclesia. Referring to the church. And so, if there ever was a time that we needed to be more diligent about serving the Lord, more diligent about reading our Bible, praying, all this, it's now. The watchman on the wall, it's now. We need to, we need to be prepared to meet the Lord because He is soon coming. In Matthew sixteen eighteen, it says, This rock... I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's just an example. So we are the church. And we are together. And we are at a similar And we have been so blessed that we were able to gather. And I'm not talking about people that have compromised immune systems. I, do not get me wrong. People that can't, I understand. I don't, we don't want you to get sick. But for people that are going and doing all these other things, but then forsaking the assembling of themselves together, that's that's who I'm talking about. Thank you. Amen. That's the truth. That's that's the truth. And and we and as watchmen, we ought to call it like it is. And and not sugarcoat it. Because We'll be held accountable for our words. We'll be held accountable for our deeds, our actions, everything. And so, watchmen, rise up. God is looking for watchmen. You may think, I don't influence. You, you influence more than you know. You do. And your, your voice carries. You... Just your children in your home, they listen to you. Your kids, your family members, people at your work. We're influencers. We really are. And we, we need to influence in the right direction. And so, watchmen rise up. We're going to get a song together. God is calling His people to rise up. Rise up, speak up, and be a voice for Him. I think we've been too long that we haven't spoke up. We have sat back, we've let things happen, and once, as my dad used to say, once the horses get out of the barn, it's hard to get them back in. But you can. It's being persistent, it's being diligent, and it's proclaiming God's Word. So we're going to Sing a song.